Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 63, Conchita and the Rainbow Mountain. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And here we are at episode 63. Now, the name Conchita, which is the little goop girl in this episode, was sent to me by a little girl named Stella. And Stella, you sent this name, I think you sent it via email last October. So thank you so much for the name Conchita. I thought it was really original and funny. Conchita's a little bit of a cheater, which you're going to see in this story. And I keep all of the names. I'm getting so many good names that are being sent to me. And I want you to know that I keep all of them on a spreadsheet now. And I write who sent them to me, who made them up, your email, and how you sent them to me. If it was via iTunes or if you sent me an email, because I'm just getting so many great ideas. I think I I have to always create more goop tales because there seems to be an endless amount of names. So thank you, Stella, for the name Conchita. And Conchita goes to the Rainbow Mountain in this story. And the Rainbow Mountain is this incredible, beautiful mountain in Peru that was only discovered about four or five years ago because for hundreds of years, it was buried beneath ice. And when the ice started to melt, it melted minerals right into the mountain. So the dirt in the mountain started to change colors according to the kind of minerals that it got. And it created these incredible rainbow stripes in the mountain. And it really does look like a rainbow with these gorgeous, gorgeous colors. So I'm going to put up photos of this on Instagram and on the page, the Gooptail page for Kachita on Gooptails. We're catching up with all our photos, just about done in terms of them all being there. So you can look for those photos there and you can listen to the podcast at gooptails.com or via iTunes and if you or Stitcher or I think we've gotten it up in a bunch of different places. So all of those places are listed at gooptails.com. Now I want to read a review. I said I would read a review every week that comes in via iTunes because I love it when you leave reviews. It makes me so happy and it's a way of communicating to me and it makes me want to keep writing goop tales because I see how much you appreciate them. So today's review was just sent in on March 12th. So it just came in yesterday. And it is by D. Tufino. It says, the title of it is, There is no bedtime without goop tales. And it says, Hello, our daughter loves goop tales. She has probably learned how to use the phones or the tablet just to find her favorite podcast, Goop Tales. She is five and has listened to all of the episodes at this point. My daughter has two Goop Tales characters in mind, Angry and Puncha. She loves the episode where the Goops go to the Galapagos Islands. Maybe this time they can go to the Andes area. Since she is four, Goop Tales have been so helpful for bedtime. There is no way she goes to sleep without listening to at least one episode. Thank you. Well, thank you for writing that review. I love it. It made my day And I love that you listen to them at night. And I hope that when you listen to them at night, that you dream of amazing places. And on that note, before we get started with the story, I heard something this morning. 
I was listening to a podcast. I listened to so many podcasts. And in it, the, uh, the speaker was saying about how people travel all over the world to see these amazing places like the Rainbow Mountain. But he said that you can find things just as amazing at home. And he was talking about a sunset. He talked about how people would chase sunsets all over the world to try to find the most beautiful sunset ever. But in fact, the sun sets everywhere and it's the same sun. And it's just a matter of the perspective you see it from. So it made me really think about the everyday world around us, how you can find out in nature, you can find your own incredible fantasy, your own goop tale right outside your front door, in a tree, in a flower, in a river, in a lake, in a mountain. Just look for it and start creating it because it's everywhere around you. You don't have to travel across the world, although that's super, super fun, and I hope you do. But look for it around you because once you start looking for it around you, you're going to start seeing you can find these amazing places, these fantasy places in nature around us everywhere you go. And it just makes your day more fun and a little brighter. All right, so let's get on to the story. At the end of the story, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the next scoop coming up and about what's going on with the free coloring books, because I think there was a little bit of confusion there. But let's now get into episode 63, Conchita and the Rainbow Mountain. Conchita, what a sweetie pie. She was the apple of her father's eye. Those who knew her considered her a treasure. For an encounter with Conchita was almost always a pleasure. Unless, of course, she decided to cheat because she never, ever wanted to be beat. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there was a sweet yet mischievous little goop girl named Conchita. Charm was her middle name. If ever there was a challenging situation, such as the local ice cream shop, having only one scoop of chocolate left with a line out the door on a hot summer day or an invitation to Miss Wigglebutt's boring piano recital that required a positive RSVP, Conchita would find a way to handle the situation with wit and charm and come out a winner. Oh my, I just read that mint chip ice cream is all the rage and it actually cools you down, she would announce loudly, but nonchalantly, all while waiting her turn in the ice cream line. Suddenly, everyone in front of her would abandon thoughts of chocolate and demand a mint chip ice cream cone. I want a mint chip. I want leaving the last chocolate for Conchita. Mother! Miss Wigglebutt is having a piano recital on Saturday. And as you know, that is the day I have decided to focus diligently on my homework. Would it be possible for you to decline her recital for me? She would ask her mother ever so sweetly. Conchita was very, very clever indeed. And she almost always succeeded in getting her way. On the rare occasion when things didn't go Conchita's way, she was known to cheat. 
although she didn't like to look at it, like cheating. Once, during a math test, Conchita found herself face-to-face with a very difficult problem. 468 times 372. She wasn't a big fan of math problems, and this one was huge. Conchita tried solving it, but quickly grew frustrated and ran out of space on her paper. She saw Curicanto turn in his math test and leave the room, and she grew very impatient. She wanted to run after him and try to get him to play with her. He never wanted to play with girls, and Conchita considered him a challenge. She looked around and saw Screenalina finishing up the huge problem. Hmm, I can just borrow the answer from Screenalina, thought Conchita. So, borrow, she did. She pulled out her tiny magnifying glass, saw 174,096 written on Screenalina's paper, and then she wrote down the same answer on her math test. Nothing wrong with borrowing, she told herself. Then she popped up from her seat, turned in her math test, and scurried out the door after Kudikanto. Kudikanto, Kudikanto, she screamed across the schoolyard. What? called back a rather annoyed Kudikanto as he eyed Conchita with suspicion. Kudikanto made it a rule not to play with girls, and he made that very clear. Conchita believed that rules were meant to be broken, and she was always up for the challenge. She knew she would have to come up with something good if she were to get Kudikanto to engage with her. Do you know fat cat? She called out. Kudikanto stopped in his tracks. He had heard of fat cat from Balfred many moons ago, but had never encountered him and he had always wanted to see Fat Cat. I know where he hides in his garden. I can show you, sang out Conchita. Conchita had no idea where Fat Cat hid in his garden, but she did know where he lived, so she was cheating just a little. Follow me, she sang out. Cootie Canto couldn't resist the chance to see the infamous Fat Cat that wore a jingle bell. So he turned around and followed Conchita to the most stunning gardens he had ever seen. The gardens were in full bloom with yellow tulips gleaming like sunshine, fuchsia-colored peonies popping out, mysterious green vines that crawled up walls, violet irises with yellow flecks, and many tree-lined paths that led to secret hiding spots. Conchita turned and looked at Kudikanto. See, I told you. He was immediately annoyed and retorted. You told me what? You told me that I could see Fat Cat. I don't see him. Conchita sighed a long, drawn-out, well, as she concocted a plan in her head. She remembered how Fat Cat loved to scare Balfred and make him cry. So she started sobbing. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) 
asked Cootie Kanto, who was thoroughly confused. Conchita looked at him as she continued sobbing and cracked a little smile. She was cheating, of course, fake crying to get Fat Cat to appear. It was only seconds before they heard a jingle bell headed their way. Conchita looked at Cootie Kanto with a triumphant smile. He's coming, she whispered. Then she started sobbing again. Fat Cat turned the corner and saw Conchita smiling at Cootie Kanto. He knew exactly what was happening, and he wasn't happy about it. I'll teach that little cheater a lesson, he thought to himself. Then he turned his back on them and slowly started to walk away. Oh, Fat Cat, Fat Cat, don't be a fraidy cat, called out Conchita as she followed after him. Fat Cat waited until Conchita was right on his tail. And then he turned and hissed the most terrifying cat hiss in the history of cat hisses with his jaws wide open. Conchita flew backward and landed backside in a bed of flowers colored like a rainbow. She hit it hard and then she sank, sank, sank into the dirt beneath the flower bed and disappeared. Chapter Two The dirt was damp and cold as it crawled over Conchita's tiny body. Her fingers pressed into the ground, and Conchita sat up with a spinning head and a very dry mouth. What's wrong with me? She sighed aloud as she tried to catch her breath, which was short and shallow. Altitude sickness, snapped back a sassy voice. Conchita looked up to see a kind-looking brown horse staring down at her. Altitude what? She said with some fear. Don't worry, you can adjust. You're high up near Cusco, Peru, about 11,000 feet above sea level. That means you will get altitude sickness. You're really high up, in case you didn't know it, said the horse. Um, I didn't. I don't even know how I got here. Oh, wait, that mean fat cat's scared me here, said Conchita, remembering what had happened in the garden. Well, you're here now, so you may as well make the best of it, replied the horse. I'm Contante, the singing horse, and I know all about altitude sickness. I take tourists to the Rainbow Mountains. You need to get used to this climate, you know, acclimatize. Climb a what? I don't even know what that means, snapped back Conchita, who was feeling tired and dizzy. Acclimatize. It means you get used to the climate. You need lots of water, lots of rest, and some coca leaves. You can't cheat your way out of acclimatization. Conchita stared at him. Did he know about her cheating ways? Okay, then, I can do that, 
But, uh, what is coca? She said. Oh, yes. Coca is a leaf with all sorts of vitamins. You chew on it and it helps get more oxygen into you. The oxygen is what you are missing up here, sang out Cantante. Conchita thought about all of this. Rest, water, and chewing on coca leaves. It all sounded very boring to her. She wanted to see the Rainbow Mountain. Um, where is that Rainbow Mountain you mentioned? That sounds fun. Can we go there? Contante smiled and nodded and then said, See, si, see, si. but after you do as I say, hop on me, he said as he knelt down. Conchita managed to plop herself on Contante's back and off they trotted. Contante took her to a barn on the city outskirts. The barn was Contante's home when he wasn't taking tourists to the Rainbow Mountain. He made a bed of hay for Conchita and gave her a jug of water. Then he told her to rest and drink as he got coca leaves. I will return in several hours with coca leaves, and then we set out to the Rainbow Mountain, said Contante as he looked at Conchita with watchful eyes. Okay, she replied, crossing her fingers behind her back. Then Contante left and went off to gather coca leaves. As soon as he was out of sight, Conchita popped up. She drank a little bit of water, but it was warm and unpleasant tasting. She took one final gulp and then walked outside the barn and dumped the rest so that Contante would think she drank it all. After dumping the water, Conchita looked around at the countryside and saw beckoning stone ruins up on a hillside. Like all of the goops, Conchita couldn't resist a good adventure, and these stones were calling her name, so she set off to explore. Conchita ran over hills and hopped over ruins and got a view of the beautiful city of Cusco in the distance. She spent the entire afternoon climbing on rocks and gathering pebbles. Later on in the day, as she stopped to gaze out over the hills, she saw Contante in the distance. He was headed back to the barn. Conchita started to panic. She needed to get back to the barn and pretend like she had been sleeping or he would never take her to the Rainbow Mountain. She raced down the hillside and ran as quickly as she could, even though her legs felt like bricks and her breath was shallow. She was determined to get back first. Just minutes before Contante entered the barn, Conchita lay down on her bed of hay and closed her eyes. Contante quietly walked into the barn and looked over at Conchita and smiled. A few minutes later, he nudged Conchita. Time to wake up. You've been asleep for hours now, he sang out in a friendly voice. She didn't move. Come on now, Conchita. If you want to go to the Rainbow Mountain, it's time to get up. Still, there was no movement from Conchita. Contante began to grow worried and walked outside the barn, where he saw the empty jug and a puddle of water. Then he went back and looked at Conchita. He saw in her hand two 
tiny white pebbles that came from the ruins. Cantante let out a low whinny in anger. Chapter 3. Conchita slept through the night, barely moving. Contante patiently waited nearby with coca leaves. When her eyes finally opened, Conchita looked groggily around the barn and remembered all that had happened. She looked up and saw Contante above her with the coca leaves in his mouth. He was staring down at her with a very stern look on his face. I'm, I'm sorry, truly I am, said Conchita as she reached for the coca leaves and started to chew on them. They were bitter tasting and she wanted to spit them out, but she didn't. Then she drank down the entire pitcher of water without saying a word about its taste. Contante just looked at her and said, Cheating never pays. I feel so much better. Can we still go to the Rainbow Mountain? Asked Conchita, sheepishly, as she looked up at Contante, with large, doe-like eyes that were irresistible. He whinnied and nodded, and leaned down for Conchita to hop on, and off they set for the Rainbow Mountain. Along the way, Contante told her how the Rainbow Mountain had been buried for hundreds of years beneath ice. As the ice melted, it released minerals into the mountain that turned it into shades of reds, yellows, purples, and greens. If you saw the mountain on a dry, clear day, all of the colors would be in their most brilliant state. Visitors now came from all over the world to visit the Rainbow Mountain. The Rainbow Mountain needs to be respected, warned Cantante. She has been hidden beneath ice for her entire existence. And now that she has been discovered, strangers come and walk over her every day, wearing her down. She's alive and very powerful. Don't take from her, just admire her. We must all do as the mountain commands, said Cantante. Or what? What happens? asked Conchita. Cantante shook his head. You don't want to anger her. I have seen her red stripes turn the deepest, darkest red of rage, and I have seen them, well, do things, he said. Conchita's eyes grew wide. What do you mean? Please, please tell me what happened, she implored. Contante then told her the story of how once, shortly after the Rainbow Mountain was discovered, a group of visitors came to see her. Two of the visitors wandered away from the rest and off the paths they were meant to follow. They disobeyed all the rules and went on to an area of the mountain where there was still ice. They set up cameras, and put equipment on top of the mountain. This part of the Rainbow Mountain was sacred, and she was still hidden beneath her ice blanket 
The mountain didn't want visitors walking on her. The red stripe grew angry, so angry that it shook. And as it shook, the visitors on the ice slipped and fell. Down into the rainbow mountain they slid until they were swallowed by the red stripe, never to be seen again. This story made Conchita desperate to see the rainbow mountain. She wanted to climb on it, touch it, and admire its beauty. She felt emboldened. I will respect the mountain. I promise, said Conchita. An hour later, Cantante and Conchita arrived at the foot of the rainbow mountain. Conchita looked out and caught her breath. It was more brilliant than she had anticipated. The mountain was covered in stripes of reddish pinks that melted into turquoise blues and then shifted into golden yellows. Every stripe was a different color and shape. I I want to touch it, said Conchita as she hopped down and picked up a handful of yellow earth. Cantante laughed and sang out, Follow me and stay close. Then he started to walk up the mountain with Conchita right behind. The Rainbow Mountain had gentle slopes and they walked along the spine as Cantante had instructed. As she stood on a pale blue turquoise stripe, Conchita leaned down and picked up a beautiful blue stone when Cantante wasn't looking. One stone can't hurt. I just want to hold it, she thought. Conchita rubbed the stone between her fingers as they walked along. She looked down at it and thought about how wonderful it would be to take it home as a souvenir. Then she tripped over a tiny red rock and slipped. She slid down, down, down the side of the rainbow mountain until she stopped right on top of a thick red stripe. She could feel the heat rising from beneath her and looked up to see Cantante staring back down at her with dread. Chapter 4 Conchita froze. She felt like the red stripe was holding her in place, and if she moved, it would send out a very fiery burn. Don't move, called out Cantante. Conchita nodded back at him, not wanting to even speak. Heat started to surround her. At first, she thought she was imagining it, but then she looked at the earth surrounding her, and it looked different. It was turning an even deeper red color. The shades that had once been light pink darkened into a deep magenta. The little blue stone lay not far from her. Conchita looked at it and wished she had just left it where it belonged. Too late now. The earth beneath her started to shift and she could feel herself start to sink into it. Oh, please no she said softly to herself. I don't want to be swallowed by the Rainbow Mountain. She looked up to see Cantante running along the mountain back in the opposite direction, away from her. The earth shifted again, 
and Conchita sunk a little deeper. Heat rose from beneath her, and Conchita tried to grab onto the dirt and push herself up, but it was too hot for her tiny fingers. At this rate, it wouldn't be long before she sunk all the way into the Rainbow Mountain and disappeared. She sat in silence as a tiny tear rolled down her cheek. She thought about her friends back in Goop World and how wonderful they were. All she wanted now was to return home. Off in the distance, there was a low horse whinny. First one, and then another, and another. Up on the spine of the Rainbow Mountain, she saw Cantante headed back towards her with two horses following him. They carefully walked down the mountain towards Conchita. Cantante led the way all the way to the edge of the red stripe where Conchita was sinking in. We respect you, Rainbow Mountain, all of us. The horses who bring visitors here every day, these are my friends. We have all shown you nothing but respect, and we promise to always protect you and keep visitors where they belong, he said. The two other horses nodded and then gave a neigh in agreement. We've come to ask you to release Conchita. She doesn't understand the ways of the mountain, but she will now. She meant no harm. Then Cantante and his two friends bowed their beautiful heads towards the heated, deep red stripe of Rainbow Mountain in reverence. The earth grumbled a little and moved, but Conchita didn't sink any further. Cantante then turned around and flicked his long, silky tail right out towards Conchita. Take it now, he called out. Without hesitation, Conchita reached up and grabbed his tail, holding tight as they galloped away. Once they were at the spine of Rainbow Mountain, Cantante stopped and nodded at his two friends who turned and left. Then he turned to Conchita and sang out, Lucky, 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 that red stripe was going to swallow you. I know, I know, said Conchita, near tears with relief. I have learned my lesson. I know, said Cantante. Hop on. Then he took her to a cool blue part of the mountain and pointed her in the direction of a beautiful eggshell blue stripe of earth. Go, sit there, he said. Conchita was confused. The blue earth is much more forgiving, and if you have truly learned your lesson, she will know, and home you will go. Conchita smiled softly, gave Cantante a hug, and then gingerly made her way to the spot he pointed out. She sat down on the blue earth and looked out over the rainbow mountain, just as the sun started to set. She was humbled by the beauty before her and silently promised to never disrespect nature. Then she felt the cool blue earth beneath her shift. And before she knew what was happening, it opened up and Conchita had sunken in. The soft earth poured over her as she slid through it until she popped out of it, right back into her backyard in Goop World. Standing up and dusting herself off, Conchita looked around for Cootie Canto. 
she needed to tell him all about the Rainbow Mountain. But he was nowhere to be found. He was in the land of a thousand lakes. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you loved that episode going all the way to Peru with me and Conchita. And if you did, you know what to do if you haven't already. You can go to iTunes and leave a review. And if you don't know how to do that, just go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews. And there's a little tutorial on exactly how to do that. And if you don't have a Gooptales t-shirt and you want a Gooptales t-shirt with your favorite goop on it, you can go to shop.gooptales.com. And all the photos for this story will be put up on Conchita's page at gooptales.com. So you can see the beautiful rainbow mountain there. And I mentioned the coloring book at the beginning of this podcast. So now we have four coloring books. And I know one or two people have written me in that they only got the first one or the second one. And I apologize for that. But what we did is after we created the four coloring books, we put them into our email series. If you sign up from the beginning in the email series, you will definitely, if you go to gooptales.com and you get on the email list, you're going to get the coloring books in order now. And it was not always set up like this. So if you signed up a long time ago, I'm trying to think the best thing to do is probably unsubscribe and then resubscribe. And you will definitely get all four coloring books and they come out once a week for the first four weeks when you're signed up. So I hope that clarifies that. And next story, who are we going to see? Cootie Canto. I have to say, I really love that name, Cootie Canto. And you're going to hear a lot more about him. The whole next Goop Tale is going to be all about him. And I will tell you who sent me in that name. And we will have some fun as we go to the land of a thousand lakes. You're just going to have to see where that is if you don't know how already. So wait for the next Goop Tale. Until then, I hope you find the wonder in the world around you and make every day a goop day.